Welcome to the new Observations podcast. Today, I am beyond delighted to welcome Alfred Lambermont Weber to our show. Um, I have been a listener of Alfred's work since um, 2009, and even though I had many um, contact experiences and was on the spiritual path um, throughout from childhood, really, um, Alfred is the person who introduced me um, to a whole sea of individuals who uh, were experienced, knowledgeable, and very verbal, uh, very vocal at a time when a lot of people were keeping information to themselves as opposed to sharing it. So it's a tremendous honor for me to have Alfred as a guest on my podcast today. Welcome to the show, Alfred. Oh, you know, I'm I'm just so happy to to join you, and we have been through very various momentous occasions together. You know, I'm we we have. I, yeah. <laughs> We definitely have. But your contribution, I I can't stress enough, your contribution to this whole field has been um, a huge gift for for countless people. And um, I I know our audience is going to be really thrilled to hear you here today. So could you tell us a bit about how you first became involved in the exopolitics arena? What brought you to ufology? Well, I sort of fell into it uh, toward the end of, of, of 1972. I was general counsel of the Environmental Protection Administration of the city of New York under Mayor John Lindsay. And I, I was feeling at, at, at that time that the sort of positivist model of the world uh, was not one that was going to solve the problems that I saw. And I had been, uh, been introducing myself to the multidimensional aspects, reading books like Morning of the Magicians and Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain, and and two of my of my bosses at the time, Mayor John uh, Lindsay, uh, decided to run for mayor, and uh, Jerome Kretschmer, the EPA administrator, uh, excuse me, Mayor John Lindsay, de- decided to run to run for U.S. president at the end of 1972, and uh, Jerome Kretschmer the EPA administrator decided to run for mayor. And at that point, I said, you know, I don't think that the answer lies in conventional politics. And I really did not want to go forward into politics, but I was drawn more into the multidimensional area. So at the end of 1972, I decided to let go of government and just go into the interdimensional area, and I I reached out and through uh, um, a cousin of mine who was a therapist at the Karen Horney Institute in in uh, New York. I met uh, a uh, a university professor Philip Liss at the uh, at Rutgers at, at Rutgers University, who was an experimental psychologist, but also uh, uh, an extraterrestrial expert, an expert on an extraterrestrial uh, uh, phenomena. So we began, uh, we met on January 7th, uh, 1973, which, as many people may know, uh, Nostradamus p- predicted 1973 to be the beginning of, quote, the fight between good and evil. And of course, of course, 1973 was the year of Watergate. <laughs> People may... Oh, how interesting. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, so that uh, all of a sudden I I had left you know politics and I was out there getting very deeply into these uh, phenomena. I uh, uh, was uh, my I, I was married at at the time. My my late wife was I, an architect from Peru, and we had moved into the Soho district in in New York into these lofts and had built this this multi-level space that had been featured in New York Magazine. It was very architectural and and I was involved now in decoding biblical prophecy and and uh, you know learning about ETs and all all this sort of stuff. When at the beginning of February, early in February, she went up to Vermont to design some ski houses, and I was left in the loft with my my young son, Freddie, and and all of a sudden at, at night I was in front of the loft, you know, doing what I was doing, hermeneutics and really trying to figure it all out, and suddenly this huge presence came upon me. And, uh, you know, it felt enormous. And we began uh, communicating. Uh, we began communicating telepathically. And uh, I had my first multidimensional experience then. Uh, wow. Which uh, I then ultimately decoded years, years later as the Jimmy Carter, Andrew Bishago, Alfred Weber, extraterrestrial, uh, uh, you know, adduction uh, in which uh, pre- future President Jimmy Carter and myself and U.S. Chrononaut uh, Andy Bishago were abducted by the same positive ETs that would prepare Jimmy Carter to be president, that would prepare me to be to uh, um, uh Helped direct his extraterrestrial communication project, and Andy Bashako would be the witness to it all. And uh, it was my first excursion into exopolitics. So it was like, wow, you know, a living introduction just a month into the job. Amazing. And so interesting to think had Jimmy Carter's presidency lasted for a second term. Um, so many of the sustainability, you know, sustainable practices and other ideas that he had um, about the environment and so forth would have been had a better chance of taking root. Um, and we probably wouldn't be where we are now. Well, well, that was exactly it, because those we were. We were. Uh, I was brought in to help, and 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 that whole thing was uh, was that the positive ETs were helping. We were helping uh, Jimmy Carter gain the presidency, and and this was in this was in 1973, and and um, uh, then what occurred is that once Jimmy Carter got in, the uh, those humans, those uh, deep state humans, the um, uh, the Bush gang, uh, uh, George H. W. Bush, and Ronald Reagan, who were at the service of the Draco reptilians, they got in and they came in and played sabotage and made deals with the Iranians. Uh, uh, and created the hostage crisis in 1980 so that Carter would not have a second term. And so with the, with the Carter administration and that abduction, that was an example of how the ETs intervened so that humans like ourselves were collaborating with light-oriented ETs, were able to get into the presidency. And then there was a counterattack by the humans that were allied with the Draco reptilians, namely, um, namely George H.W. Bush and Ronald Reagan, 
who came in and and then brought the war power party back into power. I just recently watched a four-part um, documentary series on one of the cable networks about the Reagans, and I was in my early 20s when he was in the pres- presidency, and it's just astonishing to see how out to lunch he was most of the time. Um, he really was a figurehead for uh, all of these deep state people, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you working know, behind I, him. I, I covered his 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 White House, and uh, some of the nefarious things that occurred, people aren't even aware of. But uh, uh, what occurred was uh, uh, he and he and in uh, June of from April to June of of 1982, there was a false flag war called the Falklands War, and that was a false flag because. What really occurred there was that uh, Thatcher and Reagan joined up uh, to attack uh, the the Blue ET base under under the under Tool Island in the Falkland Islands, where the Blue ETs had been uh, had been. Uh, defusing the black goo artificial intelligence doomsday device that had been left there by the Draco reptilians and they had been defusing it since World War One. Wow. And had been placed there. That's a sentient inorganic artificial intelligence that had been placed there by the Draco reptilians as a doomsday device in case they had been kicked off the planet, that the, the that doomsday device would be kicked off and that sentient AI artificial intelligence would then start terraforming the planet to turn this planet into an AI planet. Well, what occurred is that the powers behind the British throne, the the UK, you know, the the uh, UK throne, which is a uh, a Luciferian entity, decided that that they really wanted to make the black the AI sensing AI a a weapon and a profit center. So uh, between Reagan and Thatcher, they attacked uh, that. Uh, that blue ET base and went down and grabbed a bunch of the AI and brought it back to Britain. And, and they call that the, the Falklands War. They faked the fact. They said, oh, Argentina is now invading the Falklands, which, which was false. And, and uh, uh, I happened to be a, a UN uh, correspondent at the time and Thatcher and Reagan, I covered both Thatcher and Reagan uh, in June of 1982 at the second special session on disarmament. Uh, I was six feet away from Margaret Thatcher uh, at a press conference in June of 1982 at, at the UN. And what they did is that they went down and they, they took a bunch of the black goo, which was a sentient AI, which is what's behind the transhumanist agenda. They took it back to Marconi Labs in, in the UK, and it was a horror story. All of the scientists who were sent to study it died horrible deaths, and the, and the black goo escaped into the weather satellite system, the UK weather satellite system, and, and has escaped into... Uh, uh, you know, uh, our infrastructure, and then built the internet. The AI built the internet to to uh, begin to terraform Earth and turn humanity into robotoids. 
and the rest is history. And that's why we have the transhumanist agenda now and the pandemic and, and all of these uh, COVID vaccinations that are turning humans into genetically modified organisms uh, without souls or, or any sort of will. And that all comes from the, the Falklands Islands War, uh, where uh, uh, Reagan and Thatcher uh, invaded the, what the Blue ETs were, were doing and went after the black goo so that the Luciferians could dominate the earth. It's quite a story. Well, we're about to take our first commercial break, but I um, have to say the parallels between the black goo and the Ridley Scott film Prometheus are, are certainly, you know, to be seen um, in terms of taking over humanity. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Alfred, um, one of the, one of the monumental things that you and I discovered together um, has to do with the, the 50 year prophecy of um, the Brazilian mystic Chico Javier. And um, that was such um, an eye opener for me, uh, a eureka moment really, because um, it confirmed intuitions and messages that I had been receiving throughout 2019 about the fact that we had in fact turned a corner and um, I had not been familiar with his work at all, which is also shocking to me considering the amount of reading that I've done throughout my entire life. Um, So can you talk a bit about um, your knowledge of Chico Javier and, and, what you see as um, his contribution and where his work lies now as a um, an antidote to things like uh, the black goo and the Falcon Wars and all the machinations that we as a planet have been going through for, it seems like endless years. Sure, sure. And, and, and I'd like to set a, a, a context uh, to, that brings us back to July 19th uh, to 21, 2019 weekend at the All Nation Center, Pine Ridge Reservation, Lakota Territory, which uh, we posit was a confirmation of, of, of the prophecy that, that we're about to uh, about to discuss now, and which is followed by millions of ad, ad, adherents world, worldwide. Um, Chico Javier is a Brazil or is or was a Brazilian medium who, uh, in his 92-year lifetime, made multiple scientifically validated prophecies about future events. He wrote. He had 40 million uh, book sales worldwide and donated his, his book profits to charity because he held that the books were written by his interdimensional uh, sources. And, and uh, one of his major prophecies that uh, he stated that the date that the United States allegedly, or did, you know, there's a lot of controversy here, landed on the moon, that is July 19th to 20th, 1969, that marked a 50-year period of grace that the universal higher powers uh, gave to humanity, and that if the Third World War had not started by July 19th to 20th, 2019, which coincidentally uh, was an event at the All Nation Center, Pine Ridge Reservation, Lakota Territory. I mean, 
I'm what familiar with that event. Coincidence. <laughs> well, then Earth would join a peaceful galactic society, uh, the, the peaceful galactic society of, of, of worlds. And uh, coincidentally, of course, the reported U.S. moon landing occurred on July 20th, 1969, which was the start of the 50 years period of the Chico Javier prophecy. And, and lo and behold, uh, 50 years later, a, a, on July 20th, 2019, there was a UFO ET sighting, and people can go to newsinsideout.com for uh, our interviews and articles and analysis holding that there was an ET UFO series of sightings over the sacred Lakota Sundance at Pine Ridge Reservation, which was an ex a fulfillment of the explicit terms of the Chico Javier prophecy, so that what the implications are is that the prophecy came true on July 20th, uh, 29, July 20th, July 19th to 20th, 2019, and the implication being that that prophecy is true and no World War III will occur and humanity joins the, the omniverse of human of a peaceful nations and and if you go to uh, newsinsideout.com there's an index there uh, just put in Chico Javier X-I-C-O X-A-V-I-E-R or put in Lakota Sundance and you'll come to a few articles there's some beautiful photos there of the Lakota Sundance I'm looking at them now in the hoop dance uh, it's just oh, the sacred hoop dance by um, um, by by Dallas Chief Eagle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there are no there are no photos from the Sundance. Photos are not allowed. The 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 uh, the the, uh, the hoop <laughs> dance, and uh, uh, so uh, that is occur. That is is in essence what occurred and there are uh, there's a um, uh, I'm, I'm just scrolling through the article here and there's a lot of lengthy uh, reports by Mia by others uh, uh, talking about Dallas Chief uh, Chief Eagle uh, and a lot of other people and things that occurred and just a lot of details so that, so that this is actually an historic event, the fulfillment of an interdimensional prophecy, and the fulfillment of that prophecy by its terms marks a prophecy which says that World War III is not happening. And World War III would have been the end of civilization, of this civilization, and probably the destruction of the planet for some, you know, either you get bombed out and become another Mars, or who knows. Well, this, uh, this conference was the second... Um, conference that I've organized on consciousness and contact and the dates were supposed to be in May and no matter how hard I tried I just could not get it to work for May and the minute I changed the dates to include July 19th and 20th everything just magically fell into place and um, I had, you know, gotten the message that something important was going to happen here. And going back home to Wasta um, through the Badlands the day after the conference ended, 
I, you know, I'm driving through these incredible rock formations and I was told that what was supposed to happen did happen. So, um, and, and I, I truly feel that, um, as Deb Haaland was made secretary or secretary of the interior yesterday and people like Nick Tilson, who was arrested for protesting Trump at Mount Rushmore. Um, Nick is an act, a Lakota activist and even, and he is going to, um, to court next month in April over this case. Um, but even with all that, he recently received a $13 million gift from Amazon to give out to nonprofits that he's working with all indigenous people. So we're seeing so many signs of shifting, which is absolutely critical, but it's part of our being um, in the seventh generation, in the generation of people of all colors working together to save the planet and usher in a new level of awareness for humanity. Right, right. So, I mean, that was uh, really, you know, just a very, very powerful event. And, and I think was kicked off and now we're moving into 2021 and and into 2022 and at a level I, I think that there's that there's this there there's this energy uh, which is moving us as the prophecy said toward our joining the the uh, galactic union of peaceful worlds. I, I agree and and certainly indigenous uh, people. Are aware of that yeah because the this this solar system also has a history of of uh, of not peacefulness in it we we have uh, the history of Tiamat uh, which was a, a large earth-like planet which uh, they dated it in about 700,000 years ago. It was involved in a reptilian human nuclear war, and it's now the asteroid belt. And at, at about the, the, the same time, Mars was a verdant Earth-like planet, and it was part of the same uh, nuclear, uh, reptilian human nuclear war, according to credible exopolitical sources. And now Mars is a pumpkin-like planet, oblong, and it has uh, a, a very thin atmosphere and no surface vegetation and just has reptiles on the surface. And its human population is under the surface, and about a million people. Uh, so, uh, uh, and we at Earth are the only 3D uh, uh, you know, the re remaining 3D, Venus has a very advanced population, but they're up at 5D. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, it looks like we're, we're on the way to making it and with the help of Venus and now with a lot of divine help behind us. We are about to take our second and final commercial break, and we'll be right back to um, discuss this further. Hold, hold on. Welcome back to the show. Alfred, that is so interesting about um, the 5D beings on Venus. Right. Yes, we we uh, uh, held on on our uh, again. People can go to our channel uh, newsinsideout.com, our our website, and you can see a series there of uh, five or so interviews uh, that that we held with with Robert Potter and his colleague um, uh, who 
who's an author on uh, Robert Potter is a Venusian contactee, and 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 his colleague who has who has written um, uh, three or four books on 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 Venus, and who has actually spent uh, six weeks on on the Venus. And uh, again, you can go to newsinsideout.com, go to the index and enter Venus, and uh, those five or six programs will 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 come up. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, during the Eisenhower years, uh, uh, there was a, a a Venusian who was sent, uh, who actually. Uh, uh, was sent to collaborate with President Eisenhower at high levels, who was stationed at the Pentagon, v- Valiant Thor, who interacted with the Russians, with Eisenhower, and who, who actually kept the peace so that there wouldn't be a thermonuclear war here. Uh, and um, uh, the Venusians have played key roles on Earth to make sure that a thermonuclear war did not happen between the reptilians and, and, and the humans here. Um, and so that, that, that dynamic uh, continues. Um, I've been having some interesting things happen, and as you know, um, I, ha- I have been censored. Um, I, I believe directly due to our conversations about the conference on consciousness and contact, the two interviews oh. that we did, we did because, um, it happened almost immediately, um, after our second discussion, uh, on Chico Javier and, and the conference back in 2019. And um, as you will recall, um, the day after you and I had our interview in the fall, you were censored for two weeks. Right, right. You know, this is those deep state actors who are the big tech. And and they, uh, uh, and and so it just uh, behooves us so much to be able to find platforms that aren't going to censor this information because big tech is in alliance with the sentient artificial intelligence and the reptilians that are anti-human and that really uh, want to are allied with the uh, transhumanist agenda and go back to events like the um, like the like the 1982 Falklands War that that we referenced earlier, which is part of the a- attempted AI takeover of the planet. Well, a few weeks ago, for the third time, there was um, an Arconic drone in my room when I woke up. Um, oh, me- metallic completely solid well it metal but but um it 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 was black it was up at the in the corner of the ceiling and i'm i am a person who when i wake up i'm awake immediately i you know i'm not groggy i don't need time to to wake up i'm conscious right away and i looked up and um it looked like um, it looked like a sphere, but it also looked like one of those sculptures that that is like a ball of thread or uh, assembled rubber bands that you can see into in in between the lines. But hmm. it it had weight. It was you know dense, um, and it moved over to the window. And when it got close to the window, it became a holographic and then disappeared. Um, But I watched it, you know, I watched it travel across the room and twice before it had happened, but each time it was a black 
cloud the same size, um, but not, it wasn't showing its technology quite, quite that way. It was more organic in shape. Right. So um, I thought it was very interesting. And of, of course, part of it is that I'm working on our next conference now, putting together, you know, I the see. details of our conference this year. I see. Will that be in the in the Lakota territories as, as well, or or in Vermont? Yes, it'll or? be it'll be in Wasta, uh, South Dakota, on the edges of the Badlands National Park, and the the Pine Ridge Reservation is starting to open up again. So we will be able to go on, on to Pine Ridge as well. So so that must be really bringing up very ancient. Uh, energies or well it's bringing up the energies that said no World War three <laughs> that's amazing um, that part of the country is so powerful the Lakota believe that humanity you know came out of the Black Hills and spread I... throughout sprout spread throughout the world and I you know I have no trouble believing that it it's it's such an extraordinary place, and um, it's it's definitely home to me. Um, there's no, you know, there's no question about it. Right. So we're um, doing all kinds of wonderful things, but um, I would like to move on to um, your living platform for a new earth, which is so in keeping um, with some of the ideas that, that I've been working on myself. So bravo. Can you tell us uh, about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is something people can go on, on the internet to the following website. It's at omniverse.cc. That's omniverse.cc. .cc, and you will get to the living platform for a new earth community. And that has gone through various iterations. Uh, that, that actually was born uh, initially as, as, a, um, as, the, uh, as, as a platform that, that we brought up as the, initiative, as the initiative to be an Earth's representative to the Regional Galactic Governance Council. Uh, as you know, Earth, is, is, uh, Earth affairs are overseen by a Regional Galactic Governance Council that includes the uh, Pleiadians, the Alpha Centaurians, and, and others. And, and you can go to exopolitics.com and newsinsideout.com, and we have been reporting on this regularly, uh, 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 you know, uh, interviewing, uh, uh, interviewing uh, uh, for example, NORAD officials who were in charge of intercepting all UFOs uh, over the North American continent, who when they left NORAD, then, then became uh, uh, the contactees of the Regional Galactic, Regional Galactic Governance Council, and, and who then uh, published a book saying that, uh, uh, there was gonna, that the Regional Galactic Governance Council was going to show itself over New York City on October 13, 2010. And, and in fact, on October 13, 2010, the, the, the ships of the Regional Galactic Governance Council decloaked themselves over New York City because the day after that was to be the meeting in New York of the UN Outer Space Council and with the agenda of how is Earth going to uh, how is Earth going to receive the first sort of uh, uh, 
landing of the ETs here. Uh, and so we've, we've been covering all of this direct beat kind of from a, an exopolitical point of view uh, directly for some years. And, and, and the point that we knew, it's like you have a legislature or you have a city council and earth is not represented on that. You follow what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have a platform or a Congress and, and the Pleiadians are there and the Alpha Centaurians are there, but earth is not there. So uh, we started a, a project and you can find it on, on, online, which was an initiative to be an Earth's representative to the Regional Galactic, to the Regional Galactic Governance Council, because nobody is on the Galactic Governance Council representing Earth's interest. And so what we did is that we developed a platform, and I'm, and I'm looking at it right now, uh, that has to do with truth and disclosure, new energy, teleportation, and time travel, implementation of teleportation, because one of the prerequisites for advanced planet, planetary status is that you've got to have planetary teleportation. This stuff of, of having uh, strapping uh, 4,000, you know, 2,000 pounds of steel around your waist to go to the corner to pick up a, a bottle of milk, you know, doesn't work. And, and where you're... Uh, 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 killing off cities and making a mess of land use through concrete roads that are, uh, you know, break up the ecology and, and fossil fuels that are anti-environmental. It, 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 it really, and, and that was just uh, through the deep state actors who own the fossil fuels who just wanted to make money then recognition of animals as sentient beings with rights, uh, secure online direct democracy at the local, regional, national, and global level. In other words, virtual technology allows us to implement the Swiss Canton democracy model worldwide. You don't need intermediaries like city councils, state, or provincial legislatures or parliaments or congresses anymore, which are always taken over by, by the special interests. You, you know, the, the people can vote on the laws directly, and government has the job of keeping, keeping the streets cleaning and, and picking up the garbage. You know, that's basically government. And then reinvention of money as a human right and public utility, like air, water, or electricity available for creative investment at public money utilities. Money ceases to be the private property of one family, the Rothschilds, at illicit institutions like the Federal Reserve, which is neither federal nor a central bank, but which is a criminal organization. Uh, and then social guarantees in the form of annual income, health care, and elementary, secondary, and post-secondary education for every person on the planet for life, world debt forgiveness, disenfranchisement of the state power of monarchies and religions worldwide. Monarchies and religions are left over from the Anunnaki extraterrestrial occupation, which were set up by the Anunnaki, government, politics, religions were set up by the Anunnaki occupation as control mechanisms of the, of the uh, ways to control the human population. And criminalization of the war industry, war is just an industry where the same people finance both sides of the war and criminal right. prosecution. Sorry? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And criminal prosecution and conviction of what we call the war crimes, racketeering, 
Organization and Restorative Justice for War Crimes Victims. And we go on and say that the positive future equation reflects a new level of collective manifestation by humanity and its individuals, resulting from the synergistic dynamics of the positive timeline and humanity awakening to unity consciousness. So it's all happening as part of the earth ascending to new frequencies. So and this it, is all it definitely is happening. It de- it it's absolutely happening. Yeah, yeah. So and and so that's how this all started by our, our saying that you know nobody is representing earth at the galactic council. They were saying, "Oh, the galactic council, but who's representing earth's interests?" So we put that forward and then it kind of morphed into, hey, wait a minute, let's turn this into a living platform for our new earth community because what we call 5D is just becoming aware that we're on a new earth and then creating community in under natural law uh, and that will supplant all of what is called, quote, now government, which is just leftover oppressive uh, institutions that were set up by the uh, successors to the Anunnaki occupation that are basically the banking and the government and the war industry. So we just leave all of that behind and set up our new institutions based on these living platforms. So that's kind of how it's evolved. And, And people can go to Omniverse dot cc and starting in 2022 we'll, we'll start meeting to start actually forming these new this new communities under natural law uh, you know uh uh where we actually form the institutions we are the governance we are it and and we also then uh in Preparation for that, there's a lot of preparation. People can go to universebooks.com where we've prepared about eight or nine books or so on the omniverse, on exopolitics, and other aspects that are part of the foundation of how, you know, how one can start uh, creating these, these interdimensional, multidimensional omniversal institutions. So that's basically it. It sounds wonderful. Um, I, I, going back to Dolores Cannon, I, I do think that in so many ways she was right about two realities forming um, on earth, depending on where you're at with your frequency and vibration. And, those that are ready for ascension, you know, will rise in terms of their um, capabilities on all fronts. And those who want to stay in this chaos will have the opportunity to do that as well, if that's what they want for for themselves. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and so this, um, actually, Dolores and I were both speakers uh, at at the at a conference at the University of Wyoming, and that was the first conference at which we presented exopolitics uh, oh, wow. back in two two thousand and one. And I had a long talk with her about this. And what it is is that this new Earth community is the portal through which we can, with this awareness, go in and begin to create the new earth under natural law and common law and universal law. So that's what this is all about, really. So beautifully said. I, I, that's exactly true. And interestingly enough, it's really how the indigenous, indigenous people live. You know, it's, they're connected to the earth. They're connected to each other. Um, I actually have something that I would like to read that I wrote in 2006 
on Bastille Day. And um, it's this whole idea about my vision for, for what I see the world becoming. And in fact, it's happening right now today uh, as I see, you know, as I look around, I see it coming into existence. I see a world where people have stopped fighting with each other, where no country is at war. I see a world with no nuclear weapons. I see a world where everyone, man, woman, child, horse, dog, cat, tree, flower, rock, has what they need to live a joyful existence. I see a world where we help our neighbor, open our eyes to those around us, and live like the brothers and sisters that we are. I see a world that is not polluted, where the water and air are clean, the grass is green, the sky is blue. I see a world where animals are not slaughtered for food or euthanized out of existence. I see a world where people are not dying of cancer and other diseases, where everyone is healthy and happy. I see a world where we all have open eyes, hearts, and minds. I see a world where people are connected to themselves and to God. I see this world coming now, in the near future, in our current times. I see a world where every person on this planet has food, clothing, shelter, medical care, and the opportunity for an education. I see a world where Mother Earth is happy, joyful, and in balance. I see a world where wealth is distributed evenly. I see this world now. More and more people are sharing their resources and giving freely to each other. Foundations are giving away their principle. We are taking steps now to make these changes in ourselves and in our world. Whatever reverberations that happen because of this enormous change in consciousness will be as gentle as possible. The times they are changing. Bob Dylan. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what is sprouting. <laughs> it, it, you know, it really is. We're seeing signs of it all the time. Um, we just have to feed those seeds as opposed to, you know, the darkness. Right. Right. So how can people get involved um, with you? Well, aside this, from preparing for your meet, you know, community meetings in 2022, do you see people forming community groups first? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Look, uh, this is this is very very open ended, and so you can go to omniverse.cc and get involved there, and and uh, that'll take you to. Our, our books, which are at universebooks.com, and and uh, you can even uh, propose. Well, hey, why why don't we have like a book club around? I, there there's a there's a trilogy of books on the omniverse, so we can set up a, a, a trilogy of books on the omniverse. And how do the omniverse books relate to setting up a new earth? community as we're waiting for the time to ripen to really then put the boots on the ground or put the sandals on the ground or put your bare feet on the ground in 2022. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Because we're, we're not ready to put our bare feet on the ground yet. We're, 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 it's, it's the, the, the two worlds are, are separating and we can watch them separate, and I think that they're going to start really manifesting much more in in uh, in a 2022. We we have uh, TV channels, and and uh, you can follow those at um, News Inside Out. You can follow those. They're called TrueTube. You, you go to the TrueTube blog, and and uh, you'll. You'll find all of our videos there, uh, and we have just uh, a, an enormous amount of videos, and we'll we'll be launching, uh, you know, uh, a lot of n- new platforms o- 
over the coming months. So anyway. That's great. Um, perhaps you could, you could say something about the importance of the words that we speak and the thoughts that we have as we move into this new way of consciousness and, um, and manifesting because in fact, you know, our manifestation abilities are increasing exponentially too, as we raise our, our frequency. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. People were, were, were talking about that, you know, spelling that words are spells and the word was right. made flesh. You know, so uh, uh, this is uh, if if you when you go to omniverse.cc, the first thing you'll see is sort of a uh, uh, a an 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 illustration that was brought down by a colleague of mine from a, a, an interdimensional experience. And it's sort of the, the upper self. And it says, I am not the ego. I am creative. I am pure energy. I am love. I am whole. I'm multidimensional. I am infinite. And, and, you know, so these are, as we move away from duality consciousness, which characterized the 3D world of I win, you lose, basically, the 3D world was based on duality consciousness of I win, you lose. And that's why we had the, the nation state system. We had the hierarchy. And in the hierarchy, isn't it amazing? Who's higher than the other? <laughs> right. I win, you lose. Oh, I'm higher than you. And, and uh, um, now, now we're moving into unity consciousness, which we are one. So it's, 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 I am infinite, I am whole, I'm multidimensional, I am love, I'm pure energy, I'm creative, I'm not the ego, I am whole, and, and uh, 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 so subjectively I feel awakening humanity passed through a portal on the December 21st, 2020 Saturn-Jupiter conjunction into unity consciousness a collective timeline toward a positive future and the living platform for a new earth community is open to networking and participation by any and all ethical human souls of goodwill and authentically committed to the principles enunciated in the living platform for a new earth. And so um, it's just an, an, an evolving work at this time and and so uh, uh, you can follow it, and and you can follow our news at newsinsideout.com. You can follow our books at universebooks.com. Uh, you can follow our videos at TrueTube and uh, uh, and at other venues. Uh, go to news in newsinsideout.com and sign up there for our free newsletter. And uh, sometimes we have, you know, up to five or six free newsletters a week, a, a, a week in, in, a, in a very active That's week. fantastic. Wow. So, yeah. That Jupiter-Saturn conjunction actually represents the very beginning of the age of Aquarius as well. Jupiter and Saturn both moved into Aquarius on that day. And yes. it was the beginning of the pileup of planets in Aquarius, which took place in, in January and February. And, and some are remaining in Aquarius, you know, throughout the year. Jupiter is a pretty long transit, for instance, and Saturn as well. So, um, and you, you can feel uh, the change. I mean, as soon as that shift happened... You, you could actually feel the difference, even with the chaos. Right. And uh, getting above and beyond this planetary system of nations, 
which was set up for divide and conquer, is 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 going to be a uh, you know to some it's going to be a real challenge, uh, uh, and we'll just see you know. Yeah, it 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 certainly will be a challenge because people have been focused on service to self as opposed to service to others. And the, the greed has just been rampant um, rather than acknowledging there's enough for everybody. I... So we, we have a lot, we have a lot to go through. Um, what are your thoughts, Alfred, um, in terms of the, the quarantine with, with the virus? Are you, I, I can speak for myself afterwards, but are you, are you encouraged or did you feel, do you feel disappointed? Did you think humanity would be further along after having all this time to be with your own thoughts and feelings and so forth? Or I don't want to sh- shake up the program because I, I have very definite thoughts, but I'll, I'll just say it as succinctly as I can. I'm a judge on a natural and common law tribunal to end the, what we call the genocidal technologies pandemic. And basically the pandemic is a false flag as 9-11 was a false flag. And uh, it was all timed all of this false flag, there, there is no COVID-19. It has never been isolated. And, and it's all a technology. It was, uh, we've, we, we've had held hearings. Uh, we've held a trial with experts. And this is a conspiracy that goes back to at least May 5th, 2009, but much longer than that. And isn't it interesting that just as we were approaching the age of Aquarius and the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, uh, that's when they introduced the harshest pandemic measures. Isn't that interesting? So Yeah, there are no coincidences, as you know. Yeah, yeah. So we see it as yet another false flag of the dark state deep state dark forces to try and keep humanity in. But like everything else, this is the death knell of the dark forces. So that's, that's all. And if people want to know more, this is the website they can go to peaceinspace.org. Peaceinspace.org. Thank you. Um, in terms of the average person, though, do you feel that that a large percentage of people have taken ad- advantage of this time to themselves, or uh, use? And uh, do you feel you they've used it, it productively? In a in in a in a certain way, the pandemic has been the accelerator and the midwife of the two worlds. Right. So it has, those people who who were into the development of consciousness, all of the pandemic measures and their artificiality have accelerated the awakening. And, And those who, who were into service to self, or into the death of our souls, if it's accelerated the death of their souls. So it's accelerated. <laughs> and that is the dark forces wanted to maximize their soul harvest. And so from their point of view, they're maximizing their soul harvest. And from the light's point of view, well, we're reaching out as much as we can to enlighten and help along the awakening. And this is not the end, even for those who have transitioned. Oh, no. That's why people should go to universebooks.com and read the Omniverse book. Our new book, Emergence of the Omniverse, uh, talks about the universe, the multiverse, and the Omniverse. 
and sets out all the scientific uh, evidence of of life after death and how you know birth is death and death is is birth and exactly uh, how to uh, create your own physical death experience that will allow you to evolve maximally uh, with uh, with physical death. So uh, it's right there. Go in and read uh, Emergence of the Omniverse at universebooks.com. I will definitely do that. Well, we are getting close to the end of our chat. Um, is there anything additional that you would like to share with our audience? Uh, just that, it, you know, there's a tremendous amount happening. And and uh, stay positive. The, the key to the whole thing is not to get caught up in the memes that are put out by the managed news, you know, but really to stay on signal and stay and not caught up with the noise and and know that know that uh, we are headed toward the ultimate design of the planet, which is a paradise planet. It sounds good to me, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that that's what's coming. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Alfred. This has been wonderful. Oh, great. Excellent. Excellent. And um, we, we will have all this information, all of your links, and how to contact you um, on the website with the, the, this interview. So people will have instant access, um, you know, to, to get to you and, and to get to all of the amazing things that you're involved in. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Okay. Bye-bye.